I think I think the, the WrestleMania shenanigans has finally come down to a bittersweet end. I am exhausted as hell. Maybe that would be my name for the day today. Exhausted hosting the big Go Belt podcast along with exhausted number two. He'll he'll exhaust it. <laughs> but no, there's two James. I'm here with Will. And we're getting ready to get ready uh, for our this week's episode. Oh, man. How you feeling, Will? It's been a long week, dude. It has been a very long week, and to think a week ago right now, things were just kind of getting rolling. It was the first day of all the the indie shows surrounding Mania. I tell you, I have been dragging all week, and as it is Thursday night here, we are now, let's see, one, two, three. We are four days removed from WrestleMania, and of course, only... Uh, all of a day removed from the from the true end of the week with the SmackDown after Mania, um, I am just starting to feel human again. And Lord knows there is a lot more people out there that are not feeling good, that are a complete mess, that are yeah. wrecked from going up there and are sick. And if I got this wore out just from watching stuff from afar, I mean that that that's crazy enough for me i can't even imagine going up there and dealing with that nonsense so no regrets on my part for not making the trip to new york <laughs> man hey. there, there was a lot of wrestling in the last week also here by my guy silly sellers what's going on man what's going on sorry for the minor delay but i agree with you you're like a minute late with- by the way Oh, minute late? Oh, good. yeah, you you right on time. You right on time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect. And I'm guessing we're talking about how do we feel about the main We ain't talking about now. We're just in, we're just starting the show. Oh, <laughs> just, oh okay. yeah, you literally missed that thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would say this when Will when I came in and Will was talking about like how much content of wrestling was this weekend, it's just making me rethink if I really want to do Tampa because I cannot sit in a bleacher for almost eight hours of just <laughs> oh. wrestling on one I'll be day in Tampa. on day. But but Tampa, you can't pass up on that opportunity with so much good stuff and weather in Florida. And it was 88 uh, if you would have had Tampa yeah. this year um, for Mania. So you can't beat that weather. Yeah, I got the New York call. So I apologize to anybody if you hear me sounding all trashy. I do got the New York call for sure. I do not have the New York measles. I will say that. Not sure if you oh. guys heard that in the news. But I did no hear about that. Yeah, I do not have that. <laughs> I have the New York call, which is... Uh, the um elementary version of being sick compared to what some people may have out there but look what can you expect same thing in new orleans last year there was some form of an outbreak so you get that many people from all over the world in one place it's bound to happen and i think now with just how more publicity and social media works we're just more exposed to it i'm sure the super bowl has it i'm sure the world cup has instances of this so you know it's not like it's um anything out of the blue here it's just you know you gotta you 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 have to reek with what you do it you know it's like you you you, you need to prepare yourself because this is just the repercussions of being around that many people and um for a long period of time considering uh what they had like 80 80 000 in the stadium and the weather 
jumping up and down all around. You know, you just got to gotta take care of yourself. But I know a lot of people did get sick. So speed recovery to all those people. Hey, let, let me get some things off real quick before I forget. Is that my phone saying acting like Siri? No, it's not my phone. All right. Um, I heard Siri somewhere. I guess Siri trying to get on the episode. Um, That's a lot. First of all, definitely shout out to our Patreons for supporting us for sure. We appreciate that. Definitely got to give you a shout out on there. Um, more exclusive content is being uploaded as we speak. Crazy thing is I'm still learning Patreon because like I wanted to do some cool like behind the scenes videos and it's like, oh, I can't do it that way. I can't. I got to like upload to YouTube and do it. So bear with me. More stuff is coming as more opportunities are, 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 are uh, coming our way. Also, we got a big event coming this weekend. Um, we will be in the Flying V Theater uh, for their awesome -thon, uh Volume 3, um, which is a 24-hour event. Uh, Pay-as-you-can, pay filled with tons of theatrical, um, cool, nerdy stuff. You know, all the all the stuff that we're into. So um, you definitely want to step over to their um, Facebook event page and their Twitter uh, Flying V Theater for more information, or you can look uh, holler at my boy Jason Heat. Also, all this information is on our website as well too. Um, but we will be there at the 1 p.m. mark, where we'll be where we will be hosting a panel, and this panel is going to be very unique because what we're going to do essentially is not only talk about um the aftermath of the first Flying V show and going into their second show. Uh, what is it called? Summer Heat, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's coming up soon. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about how professional wrestling and theater are synonymous with each other. And, and, and you know, they both have their own stigmas to each other um, as far as their fans were like, you know, one's like, I would never watch that. I would never do that. But when you really when we when we break this down for you, along with a, a panel of uh, professionals in the industry, um, include some wrestlers, include some um, some uh, um, actors and performers from Flying V. You're gonna you're gonna see how they're pretty much related in ways you had no clue. So we're definitely looking fun forward to that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be there, and like I said, we'll have some special guests. That information is also on our website as well too. So definitely come check us out. Check them out. Uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend this Saturday to through Sunday. Um, yeah, a lot more similarities than people might expect between the theater world and the pro wrestling world. And I'm I'm excited to talk about this with people that we wouldn't normally talk to. You know, yeah. people from out people specifically from outside the wrestling world that will be coming from it from a different perspective. So yeah. I, I think I think it's gonna be a really interesting conversation we're gonna have Sunday at the Flying V. Yeah, right on. So um, definitely check us out. Um, got any info? Uh, got any information? Got any questions? Um, definitely give me a shout. Um, we'll hook you up with whatever you need. Um, but again, that'll be this this Sunday. Or it'll be sad. The whole event starts Saturday. We will be live Sunday one p.m. there. And uh, for the people that can't make it, of course, we'll have some footage for you for it. So stay tuned to that. I gotta say, if you're a Patreon, you might be seeing that a lot sooner than everyone else. But yeah, you know. Go ahead and uh, anything, any little donation helps. Um, so anyway, let's talk about aftermath of WrestleMania week. And first off, Will, I want to say thank you so much for having a couple of good fellas over the house to uh, watch the big event on Sunday, the eight-hour marathon that we have. Uh, we all made it through. 
Um, <laughs> tons of fun over there at the Hills house. Good we try to here. we 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 try to you know always make WrestleMania. We know that's an extra large event, so you got to come prepared yeah. on, re- on a WrestleMania Sunday, especially as long as these shows are now. So yeah. <laughs> we do naps what we got to do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely required. Uh, we didn't need naps because um, not only because of the hospitality, but I thought the show was paced really good. Also, before I slip my mind real quick, tons of good material from the Snack Society. We'll be dropping from that day. We recorded tons of good stuff. So uh, you, you want to uh, step over to their YouTube channel. And if you haven't already, subscribe where you can get all the latest deets on all the latest snacks, food trends, and everything else that you may be questionable about. Um, them, Those guys are on it before you even think about it. I'm sure you guys got those <laughs> Game of Thrones cookies coming up. Oh, yeah, the Game of Thrones Oreos just in time for this Sunday when uh, right. the dragons come flying back around. Oh, yes, we That's right. al- always got our ear to the ground. But, yes, yeah, some new content definitely filmed over WrestleMania that should start dropping this week. So yeah. hashtag Snack Society on the social media is the easiest way to always track us down for what, we're, what we'll be putting out. No doubt. And shout out to my guys, Brandon and Alex, uh, other members of Snack Society, too. Made WrestleMania week, uh, WrestleMania day, absolutely a thrill with those guys. Um, but okay, let's start off with this first. Of all the wrestling that happened, um, I, I, I want to, uh, we, we, we talked about this last week, but I want to, from the other end of it now, what was your either your favorite event that you watched? Or which which was uh of all the events you watched, what was your favorite, or uh, what was the one that you kind of did not expect it was going to be good, but end up being good, or you know just any feedbacks on the different variety of shows that happened this weekend, last weekend, excuse me. Ooh, that's that's tough for me. I w- I would go for not necessarily events per se, but I would say more so matches on particular events or things that happen um, during live shows or during the show. So, for example, it was interesting to see how Twitter blew up for two big events for me, and that was when Bret Hart got hit by the guy that jumped over the barrier for the Hall of Fame ceremony, and then when Enzo and Kaz uh, invaded <laughs> ROH. No. Um, those, those were two biggest things that kind of, you know, spotlights me were like, it, my Twitter and Bleach report was binging left and right, and I was looking at so many footages of different angles of how that happened. Um, but as far as the matches for me, storyline matches or curtain calls were, were huge for me. So when you had Alistair Black and Ricochet had their awesome match against the War Raiders, um, I thought that was a great curtain call event for them to have as they propelled to WWE. And even though they kind of tweetered between WWE and NXT before they're not fully WWE, I thought it was a great way for them to be spotlighted all weekend um, based on how their athletic skills were. And, of course, the biggest moment um, was Kofi Kingston and just the storytelling of that match. And I got to give a lot of respect to Daniel Bryan because he really brought out a lot in that match on the storytelling aspect where when we think about old school wrestling and how it tells stories. And you kind of mentioned this earlier, too, James, about how theater and wrestling correlate in the ring. And that was a perfect showcase of that. So it was more so matches for me or, or events within the events than one total event that was my favorite. Right on. I, I really got to agree with Silly Sellers on a, on a lot of that because with the amount of content I watched over the last week, pretty much every show had its holes in it. So it's really about cherry picking the, the really hot moments of the weekend in my mind. Now, I would say for the, the biggest 
bang for my buck over WrestleMania weekend. The, the moment that had me smiling the most, the moment that I was most happy with would have to be Kofi Kingston's victory over Daniel Bryan. Easily, easily. That match I thought was darn near perfect. I love the finish of it. We're just, just bang. Kofi just hits his finisher. One, two, three, nothing fancy, nothing crazy. We're like, we're going to try to swerve you or do a ton of near falls. Just Kofi beats him. No doubt in his mind. Makes it clear. Kofi's the guy. New WWE champion, Kofi Kingston. And then just the, and just the whole post-match after that with his sons in the ring and the New Day and just everything I thought about the Kofi-Daniel Bryan segment was, I mean, it might very well be perfect. I, I've, I've re-watched the finish. I haven't rewatched the entire match, but... I love the Kofi and Daniel Bryan segment and that entire match in the aftermath. That, that's that's an all-time great WrestleMania moment. I you will got, I will I will rate it that high. You guys gonna kill me, man. I, I first of all I wanted to know about events before I got the matches, but sure. We're I I, I take you with a great assault for what matches you felt was the best. I <laughs> uh, was wondering in the entirety what events were you guys most uh well, pleased with. I was gonna get to that. I was Go gonna ahead. get to that I I'm not, because I Look, wanted there was a billion. I, there was a billion shows. So somebody yeah. had to watch something. I was just like, wow, that was you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to say that because I, there's no way I could say WrestleMania because no. there's two. Like I said, there were too many negatives between the length and just a bunch of matches that didn't need to happen. And then I sure as heck can't say ROH and New Japan and, <laughs> and MSG because the ROH half of that card was trash. And I, I'm just going to say it. That was the New Japan stuff was great. The other half of the show, for the most part, not good at all. Um, NXT, I really liked. Outside of the main event, I wasn't crazy about the main event. I agree. For me, as far as, far as a show... That I watched last weekend, I would say from top to bottom, the most unique show of the weekend and my <coughs> favorite show of the weekend would it would have to be the Josh Barnett Bloodsport show. Mm. From top to bottom, that would be my favorite on, on a Thursday afternoon. That was mm -hmm. that was my that was my favorite show from top to bottom. And I, I mean, heck, it's on fight right now for fourteen ninety five, and I would still say right now I, I'd recommend people check it out for mm. top to bottom. That was the most fun show that I watched. Right on. Uh Let's see. So I'm be biased um, for the show that I did attend, uh, which was the Battle um, Battle Club uh, Woman Crush Wednesdays, which was the first, I believe it was the absolute first indie show of the week. Um, it definitely set a tone. Tons of good matches uh, highlighting all women um, and uh, some people I didn't get to see. So I thoroughly enjoyed that in person. Uh, for what I've watched, um, I definitely we had to go back and watch the Joey Janela spring break. Absolutely bananas. And I have to say that again, um, <laughs> the, the, the women's uh, match or, 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 or spy where they uh, pretty much execute any guy in sight <laughs> with light bulbs <laughs> was absolutely stellar. Uh, it's so funny too. I was talking to Shaz and McKenzie and I was just like, you guys actually, you 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 guys hurt Bryce Bryce Runesburg. He's the nicest guy ever. He's like, yeah, and we protected the woman ref. If you didn't notice too, I was like, yeah, that that happened. So, but uh, that was that was a very fun and and George and spring breaks are continually living up to the um, excitement it is each and every year. So I I did enjoy that on an indie note. But um, for WWE, I mean, 
What other kind of show can you watch where you'll see a matchup like the Rock and Roll Express versus LAX in 2019? <laughs> Joey will always bring you something crazy. That's always guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, there's so much out there. It's just good that we can, um, you know, get some feedback from some people. Other things that you guys enjoy, let us know because we definitely – want to check out anything else that was really good again it was just so 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 much that um um still want to take some time to go back and review but man gotta give a shout out to the guys who actually was in the trenches going to each and every one of these shows man you guys you guys got remarkable strength energy stamina that i i am very envious of because i couldn't dare um but to bet to the WWE note, like, I'm sorry. I really didn't have a problem with WrestleMania this year. I feel like the pacing was so much better. Yeah, it was long, and I guess they wanted to make sure people got matches, which I know you're very adamant about saying that everyone don't need matches. Mm-hmm. But for the fact they did do it, they actually did it really good this year. Seth Rollins become, being the first match, Kofi Kingston match being in the middle, and then a women's match being at the end. You paced the three big highlighted matches. And basically the feel-good moments, all in different spaces, to keep the energy high. I have to believe that the fans definitely was pleased throughout the entire um, day. And I was, you know, as much as everybody liked the um, the Kofi Kingston moment, which I absolutely popped for too, uh, will be my witness. I'm very happy that the Iconics um, also mm-hmm. did get, um, and I, I called it too, and I'm very much happy that they were able to capture the, the women's tag matches, uh, the t- women's tag uh, titles. Um, also too, it didn't take long for um, the dirt sheets to say that Sasha and Bailey are apparently unhappy and apparently wanting to quit WWE because of mm. that booking. The um, she rival. <laughs> Which yeah, which pull, pull, can that, only, pull that revival attitude. <laughs> which can only mean one thing for that. <laughs> Sasha and Bailey going to AEW because that's that's how this works. But um I don't know. Overall, I just thought it was very I thought it was very um I thought it was very good pace. So I was happy about that. But let's let's just start reviewing um WrestleMania and WWE in its entirety. Um this is you guys talked about your favorite matches of the week, and I will say that that um, just so I can put a, a bow on that, uh, the match with Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream, man, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I know I called Walter and and Pete Dunn, which I really thoroughly enjoyed, but man, Velveteen and Matt Riddle, I'm telling you, Will, you've been so right about this. Put the rocket ship on Matt Riddle's back mm-hmm. and send him into orbit because yeah, this bet- guy. For, we were fans, we know him, but for the people mm-hmm. that didn't know him, I think he got the reception that they wanted. Mm-hmm. That, that was that was the breakout performance he needed yeah. for the people that aren't familiar with him. That that I think raised his game in a lot of people's eyes that just weren't quite sure about him that don't know his reputation. Yeah, for me on that NXT show, the Riddle and Dream match was easily the best thing on there. Walter and Pete Dunn I liked a lot too, but I would have made that more of a one-sided squash and not given Dunn so much. But I like the I like the result of it. I just thought it started to drag and went a little long. But Riddle and Dream, that was perfect. That was yeah. a damn good match. Yeah. But let me ask you this question. Even though I agree with you 100% of how this match flowed, 
do you think by Velveteen winning that was the right choice? And if that was the right choice, are we now looking at Velveteen to be on NXT for another year? Because you got to think these two are going to have to knock heads again, you know, at a future NXT event. So where is the where's the potential where these two can go at the same level and the same pace? Okay, so I have to say that that question about being on NXT is starting to rough me wrong nowadays because mm-hmm. I think that what we're seeing now is a design where anybody can go anywhere. Okay. And I don't think to say, will somebody be on NXT as if they're like stuck there? Um, mm-hmm. As we see, um, um, Velveteen, who didn't have a match at WrestleMania, but was hanging out in the tunnels. Um, obviously, when he went up to Buddy Murphy and was like, where's your title? Which sparked a match between the two. So coming up next week on NXT, Buddy Murphy versus Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. Also, right. Um, Prince Pretty also saying he wants a shot at it. So what I'm saying and what I'm thinking here is that, you know, with the world's collides, that's going to be, uh, I think, this Sunday on there, which yes. I'm very interested to see Dijak versus um versus Harper. Uh, Harper. Um, I, I think we're seeing something where anybody could just probably possibly go anywhere. I don't think no one's going to be confined by one brand. Okay. Buddy Murphy, 205 Live, just lost the Cruiserweight Championship, is going for the North American Championship. Let's say if he wins, I hope people are not going to say, oh, he got demoted, because I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think it's just they're building an infrastructure now where, you know, some people will tour with their respective brand, but mm-hmm. they may be spotlighted or highlighted on different brands if the if the significance is there. Right. Um, which we've seen pretty much the blueprint work with Velveteen, excuse me, with uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet, and I, it worked. I mean, these guys these guys got a WrestleMania match just being called up within the last few months. So, like, you know, I think that I think now we're just, we're just living in a different time where I think we want to I think they're trying to get over the fact of just saying who's on what brand solely as if they can't go anywhere else. And I know that may be a little bit contradicting to what they want to do with the shakeup. But as we've seen, the shakeup is next week. We've mm-hmm. already seen people working different brands and just showing up. And that's not with logic. It's just like, hey, I'm here. Right. So right. who knows? Who knows what ultimately is? I just don't think that to say I'm going to they're going to stay on NXT is a logical thing now. I think it's just one of those things where somebody has a home base but may work anywhere. So to answer your question after all of that. Well, I think that obviously Matt Riddle is obviously a superstar waiting to break out. You throw him, in, you just throw him in there with the Wolves. I mean, he was mm-hmm. a heavyweight champion UFC, so he has the body. He's a big guy, um, and I think now that they know the reception he's going to get, that I think that um, he could be posed to be ready for bigger audiences or the different audiences, shall I, shall I say? And the Velveteen Dream. Now we already know. <laughs> we already know that guy's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so him winning doesn't hurt him because how do we know how the North American Championship is going to be defended? Is it an NXT only belt? Maybe not because Buddy Murphy could win, go back to 205 Live, go to NXT UK, go to SmackDown. Who knows, you know? So um, I think it's a good win for him. I think it was the right booking because. Um, I think that Matt Riddle 
was more of a showcase for him, for him to display what he can do and see how the reaction goes. Because say that the uncasual fans didn't, it would have matched, didn't go as planned, and the booking was for him to win. That would have absolutely been the bad, worst decision. So, you know, you have the booking before the match happens, and I think they made the right calls. It was the safe call, and I think now they got more confidence that, you know, they can use Riddle in different ways. Yeah, the fans are definitely more familiar with the Velveteen Dream than with Matt Riddle. And that match was very much more of a, let's give Matt Riddle a very big platform here to really show what he can do. Because he's had matches, obviously, before on TakeOver and on NXT, but he hasn't really, he has not had that breakout performance yet. And that was his breakout performance to really have some time and some big spots and be able to show what he could do. And he needed that. So like, there's, been, there's definitely been people that I've talked to been like, oh, I'm not sure about him. And I'm like, just, I'm like, just trust me. I know you haven't seen him before. I know you're not familiar with him. Just trust me. He's, he's awesome. And I think this match hopefully opened those eyes and got people to come around on him. So I think that that match was a perfect example of a deal where the dream didn't lose anything, obviously, because hell he got to go over and he got to keep the title. And Matt Riddle really didn't lose anything by losing the match because he got to show what he can really do and raise his stock with a lot of people. So that match was really a win-win for me all around for both guys. Correct. Correct. I can see that. I can see that. So anyway, let's talk about the massacre after WrestleMania and <laughs> and people trying to get back to their uh, to their establishment. So what exactly was the news about this, Will? From what I'm hearing, since the the the, the New Jersey uh, Transit Authority is pointing fingers, <laughs> so there was a lot of photos posted of ridiculous Uber lines and surge pricing in effect of over a hundred dollars, <laughs> and no one being able to get the heck out of that stadium. And then, of course, right after you know the show ended about twelve thirty, and pretty much immediately it started to rain, and it was slated to rain Ooh. all night up there. So the rain started pouring. People were stuck where, where the uh, stadium is there in New Jersey. You know, it's right off the highway. There's nowhere to go to like get an Uber except at this designated pickup point. You can't be like, Oh, let's w- walk a couple blocks and get away from the crowd. You're, you're stuck there. There's like one like corral to like get that darn to get it out of there. So there was a huge backup. It was a complete mess. And the subways apparently were backed up too. There weren't as many trains running because it was after midnight on a Sunday. And the next day, the transit authority was pointing fingers at WWE saying, well, you guys told us you were going to be done by 11 and you went longer than you said you were going to go. We didn't have staff prepared for that. And WWE, of course, is claiming there was no, you know, they were informed of everything and there's no, no, no such issue on their part. And no one knows for sure who exactly did what wrong. But what we do know for sure is getting out of that stadium was a complete and utter mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am glad I was not stuck in it. Mm-hmm. It kind mm-hmm. of reminded me to change. Remember when we went to San Antonio? San Antonio. Yep. I brought it up. Rumble, um, it, it, it reminded me of some of that because it both at the AT&T center and at um, uh, the, the, was the Alamo dome, Alamo both, dome. For situ- both for situations where it was crazy traffic area. And I can imagine just in a space like that, where we are near FedEx field, it, it, it could be a big, big mess. And, and well, 
Hold on, AT and T. Where was that? That was Chicago, right? No, no, no. Remember, AT and T is when we went to the Takeover show at the AT and T Center, but the Royal Rumble. Oh, was that's in right, the Alamo Dome. Okay, and so here, here's the here's the biggest thing. So we know that the Alamo Dome had like a hundred and something people, a hundred and something thousand people in there. So we we experienced how Uber could be very tricky in the wait and the setter, blah blah blah. The thing that was so bad about WrestleMania in New in New Jersey is that people say, "Well, it's in New York. I'm gonna get a hotel in New York." But also, you're in New Jersey, and once that Uber says, "Oh, you have to go into New New York, and you have to pay those tolls," well, you're definitely gonna get your head smacked by that. So not only because of the surge, but because of those tolls of of just happen to go two miles, but yet that one mile it takes you across that bridge or tunnel. Yeah. And that cash register starts going off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay for that service, especially after midnight on a Sunday and it's raining. Yeah, it is not. Uh-uh-uh. But um, yeah, best of luck to people in that because, yeah. Uh, that well, Similar to what we had to do in Dallas. Sometimes you got to pre-plan in the right way. Like we had WrestleMania in Arlington, but a lot of the shows were in Dallas. So, I mean, sometimes I know you can't avoid it, but. That's why pre-planning on that is you got to do the best way possible. Sometimes you can't avoid it. Yeah, do your, do your homework. Definitely well, yeah, and, homework. and as we as we learned the, this year, so something to keep in mind next year is people need to look around because the people who lucked out, there was bus service running from the Port Authority to the stadium, round-trip bus service, and the buses got out of there, and those buses were running all of $14 a pop. That yep. was the way to go. Yeah. Mm. So... Who knows, Tampa? I hope they figure it out. We don't need this kind of mess in Tampa. <laughs> so uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? I keep all I keep saying is Sasha Banks reportedly wants out of WWE or was apparently going to quit because of the booking. Can we, man? That's just can we talk about also how splits hurts uh, meniscuses? <laughs> no, yeah, apparently, yeah, that's breaking as we're recording here. Yep, or Big E. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, you do splits, man. When you when you when you're a grown person, you can't just drop it <laughs> right, like that right. no more. But especially two um, nights in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big E was motivated between Raw and SmackDown. He did it twice. No boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Sasha thing's bone me a little bit because you see so many positive stories comes out about how much she loves the business and the tag team. And you know, it just because of the fact that you lost the championship should not thrive from the fact of you still wanting to perform. In a matter of passion that you, you know, portray. But some of this came yeah. from the Ronda Rousey situation too earlier. So it was these actually before the tag team when she was kind of upset about this, right? Because then she made some comments. No, nah, this Ronda is all before. recent. This is all recent stuff. But you know? no, like, but even to the point where <coughs> when Ronda first came on, she was kind of upset about that. And now fast forward to, okay, I got my tag titles, but I never really got to showcase these tag titles like the way it should have been. Like we had their moment. But to lose them at WrestleMania like the way they did, that could be frustrating for her, like from a long time thing. Or why she would make these comments now? B- BS. Look, you got the inaugural tag titles, and uh, which what when did they get them at? Uh, Evolution. February. 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 Elimination Chamber. Yeah, elimination. So elimination. Months, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. So so be it. You know, she's been numerous times woman champion loses it gets it back you know that's how opportunity works at least you're in the conversation you know what i mean but let me ask this Uh, question realistic question though if you think about how sasha's career has developed once again you say she's multiple woman time champion but do you think she got spotlighted more for bigger opportunities while she was in nxt 
or why she was on the main roster. The main mm-hmm. roster. How's that even? How's that even for debate? Yeah, but she had one that, of the. She had but, one of the best matches in NXT history, no doubt. But she's two, a, also two. a multiple Raw tag, uh, Raw champion. We're. A lot of people, almost no one can say that. I mean, there's only been like four Raw champions. Five. Lesser right. Bliss, Nia Jack, um, Charlotte, Bailey, of course. her, and Charlotte. I agree. I and Ronda agree. now. And, Be- and Becky. Woman, <laughs> that Iron Woman match, even in addition to the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn match the first time, you know, sometimes that would get overlooked because that was truly like a first time that women had main event in the show. Of course, WrestleMania is the bigger picture. Of course, I agree. But sometimes if you think about the quality of stuff that she had while she was on NXT, sometimes that can get overlooked in the experience she had on there, even though she has been multiple champion. Yeah, I mean, I I could see her being frustrated over the last year because the impression I got about the last year of Sasha Banks' run was that remember how they were they were they were doing everything with splitting her and Bailey and having them feuding and everything and building up to like them actually doing matches against each other and doing a real feud and then all of a sudden they just dropped it and then they put them back exactly. together as a exactly. they put them back together as a team and that's when we started to hear the rumblings about the women's tag titles for the first time mm-hmm. when all that happened. And that was God. That was like back in the summer and stuff. That was a long time ago. When all that happened, the impression I got was that they were gonna feud them, and then mm-hmm. the idea came up about doing these tag titles. Right. And that when the idea came up with the tag titles, they were like, "Well, we already know Charlotte and Charlotte's gonna be busy with Ronda, and Becky's doing this, and we need to <laughs> we need to get these titles off the ground with some reputable names that people get behind and." That, my assumption was that they were like, look, we're, we're not, we're not going to feud you two. We need you two back together to get these women's tag titles off the ground and give them credibility. And so I think those two were sold on this idea that they were going to get the tag titles and they were going to get a substantial run out of it to get these things ready. And that's why they didn't do their feud. That's some speculation on my part, but just the way that whole scenario unfolded, that's very much what it looks like to me happened. And then so now here it is. They got they got the tag titles that finally happened. And then all of two months later, they're like, nah, nah taking the belts off you. So between the Sasha and Bailey feud not happening, how long it took the women's tag titles to happen, and then them pulling them out from under them right away. I mean, they barely even got a chance to defend those titles. I could see where there'd be some frustration there if that's truly how things unfolded. Yeah, well, I I I, I just don't agree. I mean, look, every single time there was a monumental or, or historical um factor in women's evolution, Sasha has been a very pivotal part of it from the matches, from the event, from obviously the titles now. So you you you've definitely been on the upper echelon. She's, she's always been but in the she mix. never won. She's never won though. She's always been in the mix, but never won. Like she's never been the one. She has been the one. And she just hasn't been the one last year because Ronda was the one. It couldn't be five people up there. It couldn't but be no, Charlotte. Even, and, but it, even, here's oh, the thing. Charlotte and, and Ronda again was the focal thing. The nom- the anomaly was Becky Lynch. No one else was going to be able to capture that moment like that. Like Becky. Had, unless you deployed a, a tactic like Becky did, and obviously with the the um the evasion thing that that also helped her as well too, I just don't see how you can be frustrated when you've definitely been showcased in so many different platforms, always in the upper echelon, always getting TV time, 
you could always just be Dana Brooke or Alicia Fox, you know. But so, but, but think of it this way, and I agree with you partially. But here, think about this way. So, and this thing about NFL quarterbacks, right? We always talk about Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. Every one of them is in the top upper echelon. But who's the one that always gets the top top notch? It's Tom Brady because he's had those championship reigns. When you think about those three, and I'm talking about Charlotte, Becky, and um, Sasha Banks. All three of them have always been in that transition of building up the women's evolution. But who's the, always the one that gets that superstar moment? It's Charlotte. So that's where that frustration could come in because even when they had that triple threat match at 32, Charlotte was the winner, even though Becky and Sasha were in there. So once again, I agree. She's been there in those top spots and top moments, but she's always got her moment after somebody else, mostly Charlotte, had their moment first. Um. It's just not justified to me. It's the business. You understand the business. You understand that everyone can be up top and you understand who was the focal point. And sure, there may be some envy because Charlotte, you may say because of her name and Rhonda because of who she is, whatever. You still are, excuse me, the inaugural women's tag champions with your best friend, which, you know, ultimately you could not even been in that situation. They would have continued the storyline where they said, we're just going to break you guys up. So, you know, it's cool that you were the frontal the frontal focal point of it and got the opportunity to be the inaugural champion. The thing about it, about this, that what we need to talk about now um, is that maybe them losing the, 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 uh, the um, titles is because the, the shakeup may be paying a part in this as well, too, where now they may be getting back to a legit singles run and, um, you know, being able to do what they do best before being a tag. Um, That's uh, true. Uh, that could be true. So very, you know, good point. Good point. I, d- I definitely don't think it's 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 wise to even you know let any of those rumors or showcase of uh, frustrations be displayed because it just goes against everything that you said. I mean, I watched the um, the video with uh, them two and the revival, and she talked about how passionate she was and uh, about uh wanting this to happen and being a part of it i mean sure but that don't mean you're going to be here forever you know at some point that you you may lose it and you know the fact that you was able to introduce it doesn't mean your career is over because you lost it i mean you still legit have a singles run she might go to smackdown and get a chance at that tight at that at at the title that she didn't have which is an opportunity to be one of the uh, you know one of the few to hold both tight both titles so like correct and and the same thing for Bailey too, you know, she lost against Alessa Bliss clean, and I can only imagine that could mean that she's probably that was her last match on Raw. That's why they probably did it that way. But anyway, move forward. The, the shakeup is next week, mm-hmm. and I I know it's kind of on the spot question, but do y'all see any like logical movements that needs to happen as of right now? Yes, and yeah. and I and I think they kind of spotlighted it a little bit more so on SmackDown than they did on Raw. Because um, I feel like by Drew McIntyre going on SmackDown and being part of the triple threat, I mean, excuse me, not triple threat, the the six-man six tag man. Ma- yeah. ma- main event, I think that kind of showcase of where they want to put Drew to see how he elevates. Same thing with Braun to see how he elevates in that upper mid-card, maybe feud him against Joe. Um, and then also by the Usos losing the tag team titles, I feel like by them going to Raw, may try to spotlight them on the Raw side to try to build up that tag team. So I think they kind of spotlighted that a little bit or teased it a little bit. Um, just trying to see where they go from there. I I can totally see all those moves happening. Like you said, they 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 put the motion in 
They put the pieces in motion with either taking the tag titles off of people, yep. have testing the waters of people showing up on the show, but they made sure Drew didn't get wasn't uh didn't get beat or nothing there right. in the in the, in the six man. They made sure he wasn't laying around there at the end of the match to, looking be, looking weak or anything. Right. Also notable after WrestleMania, someone was absent from Raw. And from SmackDown. Roman Reigns. A very big name. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. The big yep. dog was not on <coughs> either show. And I take that as a very big sign that was done very on purpose to be like, well, we don't want to show him on Raw and get him involved in anything here because he yep. ain't going to be here next week. So right. I'm pr I think it's almost a lock at this point. Roman Reigns is going to the blue side just by his absence this week. And heck, if they're moving Drew also then they can kind of continue their program from WrestleMania. They, mm -hmm. there's, there's, a lot of pos there's a lot of possibilities here, but it's interesting. So far, almost everything we're talking other than the Usos going to Raw. It's like it goes back to the whole thing with the Fox deal in the fall. How right. much are they going to load up SmackDown, and are they going to lo start really loading it up now with the idea that you know we won't have to move – if we're going to move anything more in the fall, we just move some key people? Or on you know next week, are we really going to kind of get a, a picture of – what Fox um, SmackDown on Fox is going to look like. Yep. And just to add to that, one more quick thing, just to add to that, we got to think about what this shakedown is going to do because it's actually going to be pushing into Money in the Bank, which is real interested, interesting that they're putting that for their May pay-per-view now because there's still some movement can happen depending on who they want to put as their, uh, their briefcase champions for both men and women's side. I will say this too. Um, there's another notable person that I think is switching brands that – I think has a lot to do with the booking for WrestleMania, and that's Brock Lesnar. Now, you want to talk about the Fox deal? I know, I know, uh, Daniel Cormier has been begging for Brock to come back, but man, the only way you can actually create some programming is if you get them two on the same show. Yeah. If, if DC will be calling commentary for SmackDown, like the rumors have been saying, you got to have the beast on that show. I am super duper curious to see will Brock Lesnar show up on uh smackdown come next week also gives him an opportunity and he and let's not forget brock has a lot of um historical moments on smackdown he does Makes sense and it also puts him back uh on uh, it, it puts him automatically on the radar for their biggest most prestigious belt as well too so um I think Brock is a is a is a definitely a, a movement that we're going to see, and I also think that we will be seeing a little bit of a funky, maybe structure going to Raw with more, shall I say, uh, more tag teams going in. I think mm -hmm. they want to really start putting emphasis on tag team wrestling again, they and I think to. they're going to put a lot of the more. Um, the more the what's the word I'm looking for? The more uh co not coherent, um the more workhorse tag teams on yeah, the, the one that the one that just worked bad. The ones you know, not the ones that didn't say like, well, here's this guy, here's this guy, but you know, uh, yeah, the, more the, teams. Yeah, just the more, more true teams, the more cohesive units. Cohesive, cohesive thank you. Units. That's there the word, you thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think that's gonna be Raw's focus, and I think that maybe SmackDown will be aiming towards the star power. Considering the deal that's coming in November or October, October. Yeah, I'm sorry, November. I'm just looking at my phone. Uh, the new Disney Plus app is coming November. That's super exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. 
So um, other than that, uh, anybody else you think? For oh oh, first of all, too, I'm just going to just plug this in right here. Brer Corbin is the biggest heel in WWE, and I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he needs to beat Kofi for the championship. I'm just going to just put that out there right now. I wouldn't wow. even be surprised if if Baron Corbin wins the Money in the Bank again. Though? That'd be some again. heat again. Because they botched it the first time. Because I no, guess they didn't know what they, to do with it. Yeah, but don't matter. Uh, well, didn't he get in like some trouble or something immediately? When it no, happened? not that I know of. Not that I know not of. Not that I remember. Okay, well, either way, d- book it again. Uh, wow. Baron Corbin. I, look. I, my money's on Drew McIntyre. My money's on Drew, I keep thinking. That's my yeah. gut feeling right now. But I think it's also going to depend. Next week, we're really going to get an idea, of course, of where they're headed into into the you know the spring and and the beginning of summer from from here to june is always a odd time for wwe so this this is the time of year where they will try out all the new <coughs> ideas and all the new people we're going to give pushes to people people like like lacey evans just by going, the right, going right going right into that title loving line. it loving yeah, it oh i'm loving it too and people are pissed and i'm like that's the idea <laughs> she's a heel you're yeah. not supposed mm-hmm. to be happy about it correct great it's something fresh it's something new and my god how can you not do a feud between the lady and the man come on it writes yeah. itself Mm. I agree. Um, anybody y'all think maybe, as we say, call up, or maybe do y'all think we see some more interesting sort of scenarios where people maybe utilize in NXT from already being on the main roster? Do you, do you see any of that? Mm-hmm. Do, what, what, do you think, like, legit, legit, do y'all think there's going to be any breaking up the tag teams right now you could just automatically think of? Do, do you think, or do you think there's going to be something very unique where somebody's just like, this person is going to 205 Live. This person is going to NXT. This person going to NXT UK. Do you, do you, is there anybody that just automatically speaks out to that? Not that I can see off the top. Maybe I got to hear from Will first, but I got to think on that for a little I got, bit. Yeah. I got one for y'all right now. Pete Dunn, the Raw. Ooh. I don't think it would go over well, though. What? I don't think it would go over well. Like I like, And I'm saying this because Pete Dunn is a hell of a wrestler. He's a great athlete. But I don't think... He would go over why you get I'm, you got to explain why because there's nothing in the books for, as to why he he's a heel. Um, creative has all obviously been very high on him since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as him being able to cut promos, better than better than and, and you want to talk about his accent, better probably better than Becky. Matter of fact, definitely better than Becky. It's nothing about him though. It's creative and fan reactions and and small time towns that are not big wrestling fans. And are there for shows like you're going to get him to go and like and I'm I don't mean to throw any shots at any towns. Let's say Topeka, Kansas, or something. He goes out <laughs> in that town and that's not a huge wrestling fan base, and they're there because they want to bring their kids to a wrestling show. And he comes out to his music, and you don't get any reaction. And that's it, going it, to happen. It's 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 gonna it's gonna it's it's always a work in progress, and just always having good faith that um that Alistair Black is working. Mm-hmm. Just remember that. And that's but, uh but you also got your Neville's too that didn't work. But then Neville did work. Once they got him as a heel, he absolutely But how blew long up. did that take though? How long did that take? And he was a heel well, for two or five live. And that's the thing that I think there's there's a difference in creative uh and creative working now. Again, we see Alistair Black working mm-hmm. immediately, immediately working, getting him a match at WrestleMania 
Um, now, did that work by himself, or did that work with him and Ricochet together? That's two different oh, things. He was fine by himself. Ricochet didn't help him get over, not at all. I don't even think I don't I don't I dare them to think that um, mm-hmm. one of them helped the other one get over. I think they both just worked really hard and and showed what they had to show, and and they worked. And as much as I like Ricochet, you know, um, he 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 didn't need assistance for anybody else to display what he like or what he can do he just had to get out there and work and uh, and you know they got two different styles and i think it just worked you know what i mean yeah. right for and, them and it, it, go ahead for go them ahead. it was for, the, for, the, for them it was really i think just the opportunity for where the space was for them was as a tag team and that's right. all it really came down to it's like this is where we have a spot where we can plug you guys in so go for it you know yeah and yep. the, the only thing that i'm i'm and once again i don't mean to be negative nancy over here but I'm just thinking about past history. And, and Ricochet is a special, special person. I think we've never seen anything like him. However, when it comes to high flyers, it's like at some point, WWE just says, I don't know what to do with you. Think of Evan Bourne. Think of uh, PJ Black. And I forgot what his name was in uh, WWE. Um, Justin Gabriel. When we think about them who get excited because they do these big flip finishes and flip spots. But when we bring them into big time stories and, and even think of Finn Balor. Like, Finn Balor was the universal champion off the brain. He got hurt at the wrong time. I get it. But even when he came back, he got pushed to that lower mid-card, and he never got a chance to get back up into Brock Lesnar. It's like WWE always finds a way to take these guys with superior abilities, even if they're small, and don't bring them the way they should be or book them up the way they should be. And let's not mention, also that was breaking news today, whatever reason why the road dog (coughs) wasn't even the creative team, what changes are coming that maybe he couldn't get with? that they're trying to do with the brand of what they're doing with the main roster. Once again, well, I'm, I'm just foreseeing things, and I don't mean to be negative, but I, I just don't get highly optimistic. Did, well, here's the thing. You talked about creative a long time ago about mm-hmm. what High Flowers did and the stigma between how High Flowers are booked. Yes. Again, if you're going to reference anything, reference right now, and Ricochet is working. He's worked, mm-hmm. and, it, and it gave him, they gave him opportunities, and he went from being an NXT person where the casual fans knew, yeah, getting over with the small crowds, to getting on Raw where people didn't know. I remember the first week it was pretty much quiet, and then the second week built momentum and over and over and over until you got a WrestleMania match. So it, it worked. It can be done. Um, as a face at that, which is the mm-hmm. hardest it thing is the to hardest do. Hardest thing to do. So you just you just take that, you take those analysis, and you 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 kind of take that, and you you say, all right, well. Um, there's there's a form of confidence there, right? Now, creative is different and being worked different. You talked about Billy Gunn. Well, he's not leaving WWE. He's just not having that role in SmackDown, which right. can mean which can mean promotion, which can mean okay. Um, you know, he's been prepping somebody up the entire time. It could mean anything. But I'm you know, with him not leaving the business means that he still will pro- probably provide insight when needed. So, Correct. um. I don't think we see a big shift in how things are done. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's nothing to be worried about there. But then again, Pete Dunne's a heel. Triple H been high on him. William uh-huh. Regal's been high on him. Um, he's been working in. <coughs> excuse me, he's been working at NST, NST UK. Um, and um, you know, do people know who he is? A, a lot of people know who he is, and I think that with him being a heel and having a look. A great skill set, being fairly really young still. I think he's fine. I think it, it will be the same sort of bill where 
I don't know who he is and slowly right. and slowly building up. And I think eventually it'll get old. But I would be curious to see if he is the one that goes to Raw. I think it would be a good look for him. Hell, mm-hmm. at this point, he can go to a five live and get over. I, I think he's just one of those really unique people that that has it that right. Um, um definitely it's time for him to start blossoming into the mega star that he can be. Um so that that would be my surprise person, I think, may make a, a shift uh coming next week for the shakeup. Okay. Um you guys got anything else on that? Yeah, got or, or anything else, period. <laughs> I'll throw I'll throw out one more possible surprise g- given given how the taping results went at NXT. If we might have, and I could see this happening given the situation down at NXT with a uh, with a uh, what's your name, uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, since they're both there, seems to be a lot of smoke to the fire. Possibly that Kyrie might be getting the call up okay. to where I don't know whether it'd be Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Probably, I should probably be probably be SmackDown since I'm, I'm thinking Becky's Becky is going to end up on Raw full time. I'm guessing eventually once mm-hmm. they that's another thing they got to sort out next week. They have to sort out exactly how the champ champ situation is going to work with Both Becky shows. two belts. <laughs> yep. Both shows do it, do it, and go anywhere. Do it. That's how you right, do for, it. Right. You do you do that for now, but obviously that's not going to go on forever. Right. So it's just a matter of, you know, how long are they going to maintain it before she drops one of them? Yep. So yep. there you go. And, I'm, my, and my assumption is just when she drops one, it'll be the SmackDown one and she'll keep the red one. Mm-hmm. So she, anyway. Oh, dude, she unified. Oh, no, it move. ain't unified. We mm-hmm. we already went through that unification mess on Monday that didn't happen. So it <laughs> ain't unifying nothing. <laughs> After that, that mess of mess of a main event that pissed that everybody off. Uh, yeah. The only reason why I think unification is even a even a possibility because basically the tag the um the the women's tag uh titles are um what Cole Brand going is all tag. over. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Do, I, do we got anything else, guys? Mm-hmm. I, I think, think we hit all the big we hit all the big stuff for this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we gotta <clears throat> wait for the shakeup. <laughs> yeah. Which will give us plenty to talk about next week here on the big right. old belt. Yeah. Um, Laura Sullivan made his return. Sami Zayn made his return. Undertaker made his return. AJ Styles are poorly hurt. The guy that attacked Bret Hart, F him. Also, to the people <laughs> that jumped in the ring to protect him, you guys are, are uh, all heroes don't wear capes. Um, also, to the report of them saying, I think I saw somebody say that they might ban fans from the Hall of Fame. Um, absolutely not happening. Um, um, what's that? That one, the one backstage interviewer, uh, Dacia's Dasha, Dasha, yeah, got released. Um, okay. Mm. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, oh, apparent, yes. oh the X Pops, um, the X Pops podcast. I heard that, um, uh, because Bret Hart said Vince McMahon name, the writer for his speech, got fired. <laughs> so uh, apparently you really do not say his name, which is makes their speech even more funnier than what it was because I had mm-hmm. no clue that was a thing. Um, don't mention and, Vince McMahon at the Hall of Fame. He don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yep. You got to be untouchable like Triple H to get away with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, well, that's all I got. Um, check out Biggie's Twitter because he's absolutely hilarious right now. Uh, him and Xavier and them are just having way too much fun. So, um, yep. And that's it because I can't think of nothing else. 
Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> till, till next week, till a superstar shakeup. Yeah. So he will return. <laughs> he will return. All right. Peace out, guys. We'll catch you guys next week.